Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, and whoever is listening. I mean, Will Smith, if you're listening, holler at me. Chris Rock, if you're listening, <laughs> holler at me. Obviously, that was a little, a little hint at what happened at the Oscars last night. It's crazy one. Did you, did you, have you seen the video? Bro, I've seen it on so many angles. It just <laughs> looks mad. Like people, it's I have crazy, people right? work telling me it's fake. I've had people telling me that it looks staged and that. For me, I think it looks a bit real. I'll be honest. Yeah. It looks a bit real to me. Got, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Why would Will Smith have to do a fake like PR stunt? What, what, what would he need that for? He's already won the Oscar. Oh, he's about to win Oscar. But I know it's just. You know what it was at first. Yeah, the way the slap kind of happened, I thought, hmm, this looks a little bit like it's choreographed a bit. Exactly. But then when he yeah. went to go and sit down, I was like, nah, he's coming with a lot of extra vim here. This yeah. doesn't feel like it's just a joke. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's honestly, I, I thought this morning, I was like, why is all this stuff coming? Like, why Why is it like, I was seeing on my feed, Will Smith versus Chris Rock. I was like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw the video, I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, okay. This is a bit, this is a bit crazy. But, um, yeah, I don't condone violence. I'm not a fan of like <laughs> people doing that. However, I get it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you disrespected someone's woman. It can happen. Now, did I think he was going to jump on stage? No, I didn't. Yeah. And he calmly went down like this was just a part of the show or something. But um, yeah, yeah, I've I've learned that um, even celebrities have their pushing points. And for real, for real, yeah, it looked like he yeah. just like maybe got tired of all the internet jokes for like two. Because you know he'd been the, he'd been the brunt of jokes yeah. for two years ever since that whole entanglement. Uh, he had been the brunt of the joke for like years so maybe eventually it just got to him and thought you he know just cracked. I've had enough mate it's also I did see another video of like remember from like back in I think when, when Chris Rock last hosted the, the Oscars okay like a video of when he um he made a joke about how like because you know that, that was the year that the Oscars were so white because there was no black nominees okay yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, okay cool so the, so the Smiths were, were boycotting the Oscars and yeah. they were like he was basically saying that like Jada boycotting the Oscars because she's only she does like TVs now not really movies as much that's yeah. like that's like him boycotting Rihanna's panties, obviously because like none of them are invited to either thing. So oh, wow. he made a, he made a joke, and people were like, "Ah, oh, that was funny," because people were laughing, you're in the in the audience and stuff. Yeah. So I think obviously this year he probably was probably waiting for the guy. He's like, "You know what? Say one thing." I'm gonna get on this stage and slap you. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 these eyes. What what should I come true? What should I come with this stage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They feel like they feel like there was some. I don't know. Just felt like there was some extra, some extra pepper, some yeah, extra spicy. Stuff, yeah, it was a spicy. bit, you know. He wasn't having it. He said, "Yo, you ain't gonna talk to my woman like that." <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Let the guy have it. But um, yeah, guys, sorry. This is the aggregate score, not um, not um, gossip column or celebrity <laughs> stars or something. Um, just thought I'd just start with that because it's a bit banter. And it, talking about feuds, actually switching it up very nicely. We're gonna go straight into the football. And um, I think one of my questions, anyway, uh, while I was preparing for the pod, I thought, mm, you know what? There's always this thing about um, international break and club football. And everyone usually sides on the fact that, oh, you know, we miss club football. But mm. there has been some tasty, tasty matches. Obviously, in, um, in the African qualifying, uh, teams have to go through. I feel like there's a longer process. In African it, it feels that way, but I don't know if it is, but it just feels like maybe because the way the games have like been scheduled and stuff, it feels like we've because yeah. we just had the Afghan as well. Yeah, that's, that's true. why it seems like we have their games, but yeah, it's been intense. Yeah, so obviously now it's um it's interesting because we've got 
um, Egypt, Senegal, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah. let's get into it, man. It, it's, it's just like how we have, man, when we have LA Lakers against LA Clippers. Yeah. This is Nigeria versus Ghana. First leg ended nil-nil. Whoever wins on Tuesday goes to Qatar. Obviously, yeah. you're backing your boys, right? You're, you're oh, back 100%. in Nigeria. 100%. I'm on Team yeah. Super Eagles all day. Like I feel like I feel like we have the players um, to beat you yeah. guys. I think um, the, the game on the game last week was interesting. It was a bit of a... It kind of felt like a bit of a board draw, but there was some, some decent-ish chances. Um, good to see some of our new players, the likes of... Uh, who's a Donny from Leicester now? I forgot his name again. Yeah. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, um, Ianacho. No, not, not Ianacho. The other oh, guy. Oh, Didi. No, not even Indeedy. There's another oh, young guy. I forgot no, his forgive Indeedy. It might not be. What is his name? Uh, Lukeman. That's it. Adam Ola Lukeman. Yeah. To see, yeah. Him, to see him, it was good to see him play his first game for the country. Um, yeah. Some other guys got some, got some other young guys got a chance as well. So that's good to see yeah. from, our, from our point of view. I don't really know much about the Ghana squad. I'll be honest, I haven't really been checking for the Ghana team ever since the back of the day when Baby Jet was playing. I haven't been well, checking for Ghana in a minute. Do you know what it is with our team? Yeah, it's like, I'm just going to say, I think, I think I spoke to another supporter saying that Thomas Partey, we tired of him trying to take these spectacular free kicks. We tired. Just yeah. there's captain, did a nice passing. Um, yeah, like our midfield has got Thomas Partey, um, Mohamed Kudos, who plays for Ajax, good player. And then we've got yeah. a guy called Idrisu um, Baba that plays for Mallorca. I mean, it's just up front where our options are a bit limited. Ever since their summer Jan days have, have dried up, you know. That's me. Um, we've got Jordan Ayu and his brother Andre, Andre Ayu, which we did miss him in the first leg. And then we've got the, the youngster from um, Roma, um, Felix Afanajan. So, I mean, our team is decent. But it was like what I was telling um, a guy that we both know. Um, I was telling Daniel, this Nigeria team, has a lot of game winners. Oh yeah, lots of game winners. Like up front, you guys are spoiled for choice. Like I the fact think that we are, yeah. Honestly, it is it's crazy. And sometimes you, when you've got players like that, even if you're not, you don't necessarily have to play well, but just a glimmer, just a half chance, I think is what's going to decide the the score. So, for me personally, back in Ghana all day, but it's going to be a tricky one because if. If I look at the form of the last couple of teams, well, well, both of us really, I think in terms of games played against each other, um, it's really been Ghana that have kind of edged it, really. However, this was of old, like recently, I think you guys have definitely overtaken us, um, had a better African Nations campaign than we did. We struggled loads, losing to a team that sounded like cosmetics. Cosmoros, so it's tough. It? Yeah, <laughs> Comoros, you know, it's tough. Sorry, any any uh, Comoros fans listening to it. But I think it's going to be tight. Personally, I could see it going to penalties. I could. I don't know if it does go into penalties when it comes to qualifiers, but hmm. I feel like this game will be decided by a goal at most. I think, I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of similar to, to this last um, Egypt-Senegal game we had. It was a one-goal game in the end. Yeah. But, like, I was even going to ask you a question. Do you feel like the Ghana squad has done a good job of, like, ushering the next generation of Ghana superstars? Because, you know, you had that, that team from back in, what, 2012 that was, like... Yeah. Oh. You, had, you had Asimo Gian on it. You had the, the AU Ghana. Uh. You had all these other players that were playing on top European teams. And it yeah. looked like Ghana was going to be the next African superhouse or powerhouse, rather, in, like, breeding the next sort of generation of African superstars. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, since... Maybe... Not unless, like, you think of really, really like, Thomas Partey, really... 
but you can't really th- I can't, I'm struggling to think of any other like top Ghana player like that is really running or is, is really doing well in their league like even Partey mm. is, is struggling like he's obviously in the Arsenal team they're, they're coming they're doing really well as of recently but like it wasn't forever that he was always the guy but back in the day you had guys like Suleiman Tari you had like as I said the AU brothers and Asimov yeah. and all these, all these guys it was like wow Ghana's actually got like a proper team now I'm looking at you guys I'm like I don't, I don't see a superstar in this team. As you said, this Nigerian team is sport for choice. Like, we've got Victor Osimem up front. Um, and as we already mentioned, the Inachos of the world, and Didi's of the world. Um, we can then bring in people like Adam Lookman and all those other guys. So I'm like, we've got some guys who I think can make a difference. So that's what I'm wondering for you. Do you think like this Ghana team did a good job in, like, ushering the next generation? I think probably not. I think the problem that Ghana have had is that, as you have in some certain teams, especially when it comes to international um, sort of like camps and stuff like that is that there's a lot of players who became like masters onto themselves mm. or like Asamajan, Montari, um, other types of players who were like calling the shots and stuff and it felt like the mood wasn't great between um, the Ghana FA and the players and stuff like that. Um, we've tried to bring in managers, it hasn't really worked out and then we've digressed a lot of those players who were at the top of their, their game haven't gone on to better things or haven't how can I say they kind of maybe like peaked early and then declined quite quickly mm-hmm. to a point where I feel a lot of that talent kind of dried up in a sense we definitely got players coming through I mean um the the player that we mentioned from Ajax um so kudos he's 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 very very talented yeah. very very talented and so is um a shame of a guy who's not in the squad. I'm not sure if not um, this guy called Salamani from uh, he plays for Nice. He's been he's been fantastic. I can't even lie in the French league. But then again, these are quite young players, like early twenties, if not twenty. I think both of them are. You know, so you're looking at players that they need to be ushered and groomed in. I mean, the African Nations campaign was was terrible, but Ghana have turned to um, Chris Hutton. You know, ex um, ex Reading boss, uh, yeah. ex Newcastle boss, actually, mm-hmm. to try and do a job. Um, he has a, he is actually from Ghana. His dad's from Ghana. Nice. Yeah, so um, it's interesting to see how that's gonna go and how that's gonna work out. I'm not sure if he's like doing a joint boss thing or he's director of football or something. They're just trying to trying to get players, encourage them to come. The likes of um, Lamptey plays for Brighton, or yeah, even. Yeah. Um, Oh gosh, the Chelsea, the Chelsea winger, young winger, English guy. Well, oh, um, Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi to try to convince them to obviously come and play. But the way the state that Ghana football is in, yeah, we're just looking for a new cycle. And some of these younger players, definitely, because them IU brothers, they've been in the squad for some time. But yeah, man, we I feel like we didn't maximize the potential of the talent we had at the time. We we could have gone somewhere somewhere great and we we've digressed quite heavily whereas Nigeria I think you guys have done well you put the politics to the side and you can see there's a lot of talent a lot of top talent arising yeah so, we, we, we've definitely had our moments like we had these times when obviously we were we had moments where we were raining obviously back in the 90s early yeah. 2000s the likes of JJ Okocha those guys um, and then we had we had some peaks and troughs like moments when we had we didn't have players that we could really like call upon um, yeah. except for the the obvious ones like the Johnny B. McHale's and that um, and it, it took a while to get like a squad where I think where we are now, where we feel like we've got enough players. So like you were talking about getting people like Hudson Adoy and um, Tarek Lamptey to try and join the Ghana yeah, team. Yeah, to join. And we we had to do something similar. Obviously, we had people people like uh, like Ola Aina, 
yeah. people like um you've got as i said uh, adam lookman who was initially obviously in the english yeah. as a youngster but obviously wasn't getting any call up now i realize he's going to play international football somehow so he's going to join the nigerian team so, yeah um, it's always good to see like people like represent the country that they're like obviously farmers like you know origin wise but um yeah i think this Nigerian, Nigerian team, like young, young wise, we've got a couple of players who I think I'm quite excited by, and I think the future could be could be bright, especially if we were to make a tournament like the World Cup. Mm-hmm. See how see far we can go. Yeah, definitely, I I agree. I feel like it's such a shame because I had you. I remember when we were talking about African nations. Um, I had you guys down as like you know dark horses or not even winning it, but I think sometimes it gets a bit in tournament football. You never know. Yeah, and sometimes you don't get what you're you don't get what you deserve. And I mean, yeah, exactly. I feel in the whole game, you guys even get knocked out. The the red card from Awobi was just I don't know. African nations, particularly the VAR, was very, very questionable. Very questionable. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I think it'll be like an interesting game. Bragging rights, definitely. Um, I mean to the victor, obviously Ghana, Nigeria is always a bit tasty. But um yeah, I'm I'm excited. I know you're excited, and um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll be talking about that next week on well, next week on the pod anyway. Oh yeah, 100%, but um, yeah. Moving on swiftly, wanted to talk about the uh, Senegal Egypt game as well, which is obviously uh, well, I'm dubbing it the the Liverpool derby. Got Mane against uh, Salah with um, Salah's deflected uh, goal in the last game, coming off um, Sil- uh, is it Sileal for and that was. Egypt leading going into the second leg 1-0 up but I mean what do you reckon because it, it was always a tasty affair very tight in the final as well got Mane against Salah someone's not going to the World Cup what what is your what's your head saying so I think obviously Egypt have the lead right now um going to the yeah. second leg uh with the one goal victory it was an interesting game actually I think Senegal has kind of like decent chances for me um they looked good going forward mm-hmm. but it was kind of just Egypt's kind of like revenge game, I guess, against uh, after the, the African Cup of Nations final. So, and I think the next game will be in Senegal, which is going to be interesting. Hmm. So I reckon, I reckon the next one could be a draw, maybe Egypt edge it through. But I think it's these two, these are two very like two very ma- like closely matched up teams in terms of like the the star potential on both teams. And um, obviously, like Senegal have some really good guys. Hmm. There. There's the likes of Edouard Mendy, as we've talked about, um, and you know Mane and all these guys. So it's going to be a close game, but I do think it could be a draw. And then, like, obviously, Egypt winning the first game will carry them through until the, until the World Cup. Yeah, I hear that. I, I actually think that um, Senegal will do it, you know. Mm. I think I, I think they'll win it. I, to be honest, I, I even felt in African nations that they, they slightly had the better chances. Yeah. The reason why I'm saying it is because it feels very much sometimes with Egypt, I know it might be predictable to say, but it's almost like give it to Salah. And just hope for best. some magic. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, which kind of what happened in the final, practically. Do you know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like my, with Mane leading, you know, they've got a, like a more rounded attack. You've got some dangerous players in there. That defense is good as well. So I'd, I'd, I'd think Senegal will win it. The form of both sides are very interesting, though. Like mm. Senegal's form is, is, is very good. Been, de- I think, been decent enough. Especially the way they performed in African nations was was admirable. Obviously, they're African champions as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'll be if I'm a betting man, 
I say we'll go with um, we'll go with uh, Senegal. Senegal. But you never. But, but I'll I'll put a little cheeky there. You never know. You never yeah, know. That's actually the truth. Yeah, you just don't. Especially with these like qualifier games. Usually these qualifiers. Like, we just yeah, saw Italy get like you know knocked out, out by. Uh, <laughs> well, who they got taken out? North, North Macedonia. Yeah. And, like yeah, out, the out goal was nowhere, brilliant though. So yeah. Really, really hard, to be fair. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, oh, wow. I mean. Yeah, so and it's quite painful because this is like back to back of not being in World Cups. Yeah, very very and strange they, and they had a smash in Europe for like big <laughs> country for big side. Yeah, but you know that's that's one thing that I think is quite sad because their star man. I know they've got a lot of good players, but Chiesa is he's brill and he's a big miss for them. Yeah, for like you know they still got players, but sometimes like. I don't know. It's these critical moments of recent when they come to qualifying, they've just missed out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, in terms of internationals, I want to give a shout out to Canada. I think this is their first time qualifying for the World Cup, uh, first time in 38 years actually, um, with a team that has definitely, um, definitely improved. Definitely got uh, players um, coming through in different leagues. Even though you know Alfonso Davies has been out. Um, yeah. For a little bit, they still got. Um, I believe it is David that plays for Lille. He's mm-hmm. he's very talented as well. I think a star player for them, and just other players that are just coming through, um, throughout the European league. So delighted for them. USA practically there. Just need to make sure they don't lose by. I think it's a six goal deficit against Costa Rica. As long yeah. as they don't do that, they'll they'll be free to the World Cup as well, which would be good for them. They were so close into. I think the the previous campaign many years ago. And I mean, you, you, they, they're a team, which I did, I've did. i said on the pod before, they've got a lot of youngsters coming through. Um, football's really developing well and their league has grown. Their MLS has oh, yeah, really grown team, yeah. since since the days of, you know, you've got Sierra Henry and Ibrahimovic. But then again, I think those players opened the door at Beckham as well. And uh, players like Bradley White Phillips, who recently retired, got to give it up to him. He, he had a very good career for um, the New York Red Bulls. So, yeah, it just goes to show you that um, a lot of players are going out to test themselves in that league and it is improving. Mm-hmm. A lot of the top players are not just saying they want to retire out there. A lot of players in their in their early leagues are going out to test it. So um, credit to them. But um, as I was telling you before and discussing and saying about how interesting it was, that has been 20 days since the last pod one mm-hmm. episode... Um, if you're listening, if you're still listening, and I hope you are, we're on episode 35. It's been 20 days, and I had a few topics to talk about since then. So it's interesting enough to see that um, the league has still been very, very competitive. Um, yep. Liverpool hot on the tails of Man City, um, actually the form team in the league. Yeah, maybe just even edging it than Chelsea. Chelsea have been pre-built as well, but obviously there's still that 10 that 10 point gap and then the that crucial crucial thing happened on the 14th of March where where Man City dropped points against Crystal Palace and yeah. they enabling Liverpool to be a point behind now bro obviously the fixtures are are tricky coming in and I, I mean I'll discuss about this Liverpool thing um with the Arsenal game and obviously the Brighton game moving us closer what are your chances now of us um winning the league I think we've got as good a chance as we have as we have ever had this season. I think um, there was a point earlier, I think obviously the last episode when we talked, 
I must have said like, yeah, it's it's a long shot, but we'll see what happens. You never know. Mm-hmm. But since that time, obviously they've dropped points. Um, the big game against Crystal Palace was huge for us, not so big for them. And obviously beating Arsenal was massive for us. Like I, I know it was a game at home and at the Emirates, um, so not home away for us, but home for the uh, for Arsenal. But um, we generally we generally were like, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure which Arsenal team was showing up that day because obviously they've been on a bit of a tear recently. Like they're a top four team now. And I yeah, think they, they probably been, yeah. will end up finishing in top four this season. This season. I, think the, I think the top four, as we have it now, will be the top four at the end of the year. I think we're going to end up oh, with really? teams. I'm rather confident, yeah. I think Arsenal mm. look good for me personally. They look, they, well, from what I've seen these last few weeks, yeah. I'm thinking this Arsenal team have enough to get top four football next season. Which is kind of crazy to think, because I was boiling them off like two, two episodes ago, like just saying how Arsenal were a joke and it was the gift that keeps on giving. But they've actually like really impressed me. I've watched a couple of games, I'm like, yeah. This young team, mm-hmm. but the people that Saka, um, you know, Martinelli, uh, Odegaard, all these guys, and even like Arteta, low key has been turning up as a manager. Like I'm, I'm seeing some moves. I'm like, okay, Arteta's yeah. doing things. Like this is an interesting development in things in yeah. North London. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by this Arsenal team. So I wasn't sure if they would actually like give us a a, a bit of a fight. And for mm-hmm. the first half of that game, they did. Like if I'm, if I'm honest, it, it looked like it was going to go. Yeah, to they were on it. Ball draw. It was yeah. Our quality came through, man. People were playing out of their skin. People like Jota has just been on a tear recently. Um, his goal was great. Yeah. Obviously, I think he could have been saved, but still, Jota did his thing. Um, and then we got the second goal and we clinched it. So I, I do think we have a really good chance now. I think you look at our next few, you know, obviously with the next game is uh, for us is against um Watford. Um they can they tend to like be a bit of a bogey team for us, so we'll see. But mm. I'm yeah. I'm confident. Uh, it's at home, so I'm, I'm confident we can get we can get a win in that game. We'll see what happens with Man City. They're playing Burnley, um, and Burnley is you know they're not having the greatest of seasons, but I like I think the Premier League is on any day anyone can give anyone a game. So we'll have to see what happens. But I do give us a good chance now. We've still got like a good nine games, whatever it's left in the league. So yeah, I think if we had been like still like four or five points behind with the game in hand, I'd be a bit more apprehensive. But to be on the same amount of games played now and just be a point behind. There's no reason why we can't, um, especially when we have we still have to play them to come as well. So no reason why we can't go all the way, I don't think, at this point. I'm I'm really confident we can we can win it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to just kind of piggyback what you're saying, I, I definitely agree. I think we're in good shape. The form is good. At times we've not played our best, um mm. our best football, but we've we've hung on in there and then our basically our We've hung on in there and then our um, quality has shown through. But just um, very, 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 very impressed by what's by what we've done. And yeah, definitely think definitely think we'll we'll be there or thereabouts. Winning it is gonna be tricky. If yeah. if you had said that we were playing uh Mancia Anfield or hundred percent, but we've not won in the league at the Etihad since I think since 2015. That's a long right. time. It is, but yeah. then again, records are there to be broken. We, we do really need to be on it from the get-go, but uh, I have high hopes. I think I think we'll come for it. I mean, interestingly enough, even when you mentioned about the top, top four, I thought, ooh, you think it's going to be there? I, I think, to be, pers- to be personally truthful with you, Arteta has been doing a thing. However, I think Arsenal will fumble the bag. I just yeah. have this feeling. <laughs> Even though, you know, yeah, I feel like they're doing their things. Everyone's saying they're de- they'll fumble it somehow, some way. I don't even know. Because even watching 
um the Liverpool game. I just think like certain certain like sometimes against other sides, if the other side hangs in there, they can get found a little bit wanted. Not all the time. Don't get me wrong, because their defense have been top notch. Got to give it to them there. But I just think like you know what I'm saying what happens now if Lacazette goes down. Mm, you know what I'm saying? What happens if a, a couple of players here were dead? I'm not, it's the it's the strength of their squad. Who oh, pardon me, and I think just their mentality. I think they might not get it. I'm hoping though, because if you look at Spurs and Man United, and even going on to Man United, I have to give a, a shout out to Ronaldo because that hat trick against Spurs that was all the way back when we did our last podcast recording. That was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um. And and Ronaldo was on job, but this is the problem. Also, Man United they've got so many issues. They, I feel like they've got bare issues. Way but too I mean, many to, um, to be a top team. They've got so many issues. Way, way too many to discuss on the pod as well. We ain't got yeah, time for that. You we know don't what even have, yeah, we could spend a whole episode just dissecting the problems. Or, or dissecting their problems. But the fact that they're still hanging around, that, that's not bad for them because, I think we mentioned it on the podcast, because of their collective individuals. They've got players who've got that little bit of flair, that little bit of, you know, je ne sais quoi, to like help them in these difficult moments. But Gary Neville said it a lot of times. When they come against a good structured side, we have a game plan. They, they sometimes they find it very difficult. I mean, the Atletico Madrid one, great example. You know what they're about. They're going to have these niggly fouls. They're not going to make it easy. And I think that that could be an issue for them. But you're right. Arsenal might just pip it because at the moment they seem to be the one that's the most like consistent. And the one that's they 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 grind out the wins. I mean, I think the, the Aston Villa, that's a that was a good credit to them, because get grabbing those three points, getting another clean sheet, they they they're holding their own, and that defense is really improving. But I just think that not by a huge margin. I think they will miss out on it by a point or two, and mm. it'll be very very tough to take. But Can you imagine if it spurs the leap from them and finish oh, fourth in their place. Oh, we'll never hear the end of oof. it. They never will it'll, it'll be painful <laughs> for them. It really will. But um, if we scroll down and talk uh, talk about the bottom of the table, I even just wanted to lastly, like, while we're in the football part, just mention about how Leeds have picked up the points. I mean, their form was atrocious, but you see how a, a win against um, Norwich on the 13th of March and then that another uh, late-minute winner against Wolves just sees them, you see, you know, if you get back-to-back wins... It helps out in this league. Mm. Now you're pushing up to 16th. You're looking a bit. And for me, Everton, also as well, massive win against Newcastle. If they had lost that or, or drawn, I would have been like, yo, could be game over. However, that was a big win, big goal to be scored as well. I think, like, again, it went to, like, many, many minutes into stoppage time at the end of the game for them to grab that. Yeah. Watford also grabbing a win as well against... Um, against Southampton. You know, these sides are, but you know what? Burnley looked like they had turned a corner and then the losses started coming true. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, getting battered against Chelsea, then losing to Brentford as well. That was a big win for Brentford. They were in a bit, but they pick up some wins as well. I think for me, Norwich, that that initial bounce that they had, they, they're in big trouble. They, yeah. They've got Brighton next. That's a, that's a massive, massive game. But, I don't know. I'll say they look destined to go down. And for me as well, I don't know. I don't want to say, but who who would you say, if I say Norwich, who's your second team to go down? 
so we, I think, as you mentioned, obviously that weeks ago when new when Leeds were down the down at the bottom of the table, we're thinking, or not in the bottom yeah. of the table, but in relegation. Yeah, yeah. We're thinking like, oh yeah, Leeds are done. The second season syndrome, they're done. But as you said, a couple yeah. of wins off the bounce, and now they're they look like they're safe, or they're not safe. But at least they look like they're they're going to be safe at some point. But um, I do think it's going to be Norwich is obviously one of the teams. I think they're done. I think it's just too it's too too big of a hill to climb. Um, I look at Burnley and I'm thinking, obviously they've got to play um, Man City at home next game. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see how they do against them. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate for Burnley and Watford because they both they've got the top two teams basically in the next game. They've got Watford have us, Burnley have Man City. Um, but I do think it's probably going to be the way it currently is. I wonder if this Everton team has enough to carry themselves out. Um, obviously Frank Lampard yeah. in as mm. manager. Um, and he, you know, looked like he was changing things around in terms of the style of football and stuff. But a couple of losses on the bounce. Uh, but you, as you mentioned, that that win against Newcastle was huge for them. Otherwise, I'd be looking at them yeah. and thinking, yeah, yeah, relegation team for sure. Um, but I, I think it yeah. could be similar to, if not the way it currently is constructed. I think obviously Burnley have enough games in hand to claw their ways out of it. Um, but it, it could end up like you know a couple of bad results in the next couple of weeks. We could be looking at Leeds going down again. Um, yeah, and it, it could because Leeds have already played 30 games, and like everyone else has only mm. played like 29 or at least like 27. So, I'm thinking, in, in addition to Norwich, my other team at this point is probably going to be Watford. <laughs> okay, yeah, I could, I hear that. I, I think Watford don't have enough to take out, take themselves out of it. They got a good one in their last game, but I think they'll play us, probably lose to us because uh, we're on a bit of a tear right now. Unfortunately, the international break really cut into our, our momentum. We had some form going in, man. Like, I, I reckon, like, if we hadn't had international break, we could beat anybody. Like, it doesn't matter who, who we're playing. But, um, yeah, true, true. Yeah, international break's going to give us a, get a bit of a hit to our momentum. But, yeah, I think Norwich are down. I think Watford are definitely going down. I think just because the amount of games they've played. Um, yeah. I can see Burnley clawing their ways out of it, but I don't think they win, they win against Man City. So, they have to find their points elsewhere. I'm not too sure where they're going to find it from. Um, and Everton are going to struggle as well, a little bit as well, but we'll see. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Lastly, I want to, you know, how we usually play um, smoke or fire. Uh-huh. Just going to come up with, I think, two or three questions. So, my first one is um, the f- form of Benzema in the Champions League smoke mm. or fire? I think it's fire, bro. That's what Benzema does. Benzema yeah. goes, he's a he's a quiet assassin. He goes around his business and just be scoring goals. And people were like, oh wait, Benzema scored hella goals this year. And he does that yeah. every year. And people just people seem shocked because he didn't because he hasn't moved away from Real Madrid. I think if he got a different move and he left Real Madrid, it might be a different story. We might be looking at Benzema's career a certain way. But he's been a guy at Real Madrid. And he's that's the reason why he's still there and still, you know, getting numbers. So um I think it's fire. I think, I think Benzema's I think Benzema's the real deal. And he's been the real deal. Okay, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Okay, Harry Kane to break the um the England all-time scoring record. Do you think that's smoke or fire? Bear in mind he's sitting on forty-nine goals, and Wayne Rooney's on fifty-three goals. Oh, uh, what this season? Uh, yeah, because obviously th- this season would also include the World Cup as well. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I know, that's right? I do. Because oh, I'm just trying to think if I see... Obviously, I was saying weeks ago that Harry Kane's back. I think he's fully back now. But, yeah. like, then, then Spurs beat Spurs and they lost to Man United. So, I'm just, <laughs> trying to, I'm just trying to think. But, yeah, no, I do I do think, yeah, I think he'll do it. 
I think Harry Kane has a lot. I think he's fully back now. I think we're back to pre-Man City drama. Harry Kane. I think he. I think he's back on form again. Like I can see him. It's only like what hmm. four goals? Yeah, I can see Harry Kane getting four goals in the next few games. Okay. He might have last... four goals in the next game. I don't know. <laughs> he, he might do still. And then my last question to kind of end the football bit is Harry Kane to a Manchester club. Smoke or fire at the start of next season? In the summer. Mm. Uh, see Daniel Levy, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you don't know about that, man. The way this man does business, I just don't know. Like, I literally, I really did think last season was the year. I thought, I thought we'd lose. I thought they'd lose Hurricane over the, over the summer. I thought so too. The, the fact they kept him, I was like, I was kind of shocked. I'm surprised. So, honestly, we'll see. I think with Man United, it depends what they'll do with their like going forward. I guess because they still got Ronaldo on the books right now, but his was a short term deal. I don't know if he's back there next year. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's fire. I think he. I think he's out. I think he's gone this year. Okay. Well. Hey, yeah. calm, calm. I like that. I like that. You didn't answer okay. any question. Any, any of the smoke or fires? What do you reckon? Oh, stop. Okay, with the I'll answer the last one, fire definitely, man. <laughs> he back. He breaking that record. And to be fair, I feel a bit bad because if you look at, I'm always saying I'm I'm the stats man. If you look at um Harry Kane's record in terms of goals and stuff, so obviously he's got 49 in 68 caps, which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Whereas really, it took him 120 caps. To get the 50 goals, bear in mind his position was changed and he started to go into play behind the striker and then in midfield and stuff. I feel like Harry Kane, like most of the goals have been in the qualifiers against sides that have been easy to beat. However, like you San have to Rimo. beat what's in front of you. <laughs> you, ha- you have to beat what's in front of you and he's performed quite decently at, interna- at international competitions. So for me, personally, it's fire. He's fire and fire for him to leave. If Spurs yeah. don't and get top four. I don't know how. I, I don't know why. Because you gotta be thinking. Look, these are my, some of my prime years. Like I'm 100%. getting close to um to getting the all time England record of top goal scorer. I'm edging even close. Like every season, I'm getting closer and closer to Shearer's um record for the Premier League. Look, mm-hmm. I might need to try and win something somewhere else. You know, and if it's yeah. not working out, Spurs. I don't see why not. The only thing is what we mentioned before in the pod is that. He's, his contract is in a way where he's he's near enough tied to Spurs for the next couple of seasons. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be difficult. It'll be difficult. Anyway, moving on to the NFL. And what an off-season it's been. So, you know, obviously, last the time... The only thing that has slept harder than the NFL off-season is Will Smith. Hey! <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. NFL hitting harder like no one else. But... um. Bro, I, 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 do you know what? I'm, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I mean, I'll, I'll talk as a Green Bay fan. It's been painful, man. Yeah, it's been painful. I will give, I will give. Oh gosh, I, I will give how it's been for, for um, uh, for me seeing that Devonte Adams could, could, could possibly, and then leaving to go to your Raiders. It, it, it stung. It stung hard, but um. In fact, let, let's go into the wide receiver zone because yeah. this offseason, some wide receivers were getting some crazy, crazy, crazy type of money. So Adams got his money, then Tyreek Hill got his money, and yep. then another wide receiver who, oh gosh, I don't know how he got his money, but um, 
I need to mention that because that deal had me scratching my head. That was the deal um, that saw... Oh, guys, sorry, I'm just trying to get back to it. It saw Christian Kirk, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Elect a, a deal which shouldn't get paid $84 million on a four-year deal. I mean... Crazy money. Crazy, crazy money. Like For me, who did the better deal in getting um, the wide receiver was it the Dolphins and getting Tyreek Hill or was it the Raiders and getting Devontae Adams so you got to think about what we gave up to get to get um, Devontae from yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, only, we only really gave up like a first I think a second and then some like other picks that's um, correct in other in other drafts um, that's correct so like I'm looking at it I'm thinking who are we really going to get in the first second round of this round of this particular draft that is even on even anywhere near the level of Devontae Adams and the answer is no one. So, and I think obviously giving him money was never the issue. We're always going to pay him money. We, we're in Las, in Las Vegas, a place with no state income tax. So he was going to make big money in, in Vegas regardless. Um, yeah, and he's really the kind of person we needed, obviously, after losing uh, Henry Ruggs last season. And we need, we need someone to accompany Hunter, Hunter Renfro as like our primary wide receiver. Okay. And I, I personally called this weeks ago. I said that Devontae Adams would end up mm. on the Raiders. I initially yeah. I thought it would be via free agency. I'll be honest. I did think we'd get him via free agency. I didn't think it'd be a trade. But either way, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a savant, and I called this <laughs> weeks ago. Hear that? But um, Hear that. yeah, man, as it's, I think we got the better deal in terms of what we gave up to get him. Um, I think you know the Dolphins gave up a lot of picks, but obviously it was for Tyreek Hill, who was you know another player who's obviously in the prime of his life right now. So um, it kind of made sense for them as well, obviously because they want to add to the pieces they already had. They've already got Jalen Waddle, who's really fast. They had Terry yeah. Kills, who's you know his nickname is the Cheater. That's how fast he is. Um, and they've got other pieces on the offense as well. And now they're really testing Tua Tonga Valoa and saying, "Are you the next? Are you our big quarterback? Basically, are you our guy? Because um, yeah. we've, we've got we've surrounded you with pieces now. Now go out and prove that you can be a guy for us. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. But I do think we got the better deal personally as a Raiders fan. I'm a bit biased, obviously, but um, I'm gassed. I think we did really good yeah. to get to get Devonta. Obviously, he's a lifelong Raiders fan. Being from around the Oakland area, also like Cali area, um, so you know it helped in that regard. And obviously, he's back with his his college quarterback, Derek Carr. Um, I'm still not sold on Derek Carr, even myself as a Raiders fan. I like Derek Carr personally as a person, and I think I like what he represents. Mm-hmm. But is he a superstar? No. But mm. does he have to be now? We've got maybe he can be a quarterback that you win with. You know, we, we know we keep talking about these quarterbacks you win because of. Or you win yeah, not because of he win. Maybe he's just a quarterback we win with because we've now got. Obviously, loads of pieces. We, we you know, we have yeah. Darren Waller on as the tight end. Hunter Renfro, mm-hmm. we've got Josh, Josh Jacobs in the backfield. You add mm-hmm. Devontae Adams to Hunter Renfro and these young people like Zay Jones. And maybe, maybe, just maybe we have an offense that can challenge, you know, the big boys. So I'm excited as a Raiders fan, big time. But I know as, I know as a Packers fan, it must have really hurt you, especially after Rodgers just signed his big deal. Oh. You're thinking to yourself, okay, cool, Rodgers is signed. Now we're going to quickly so go and sign Devontae Adams and we're going to screw up our future. Yeah, do you know what it was? Um, I, I, I was pretty much assured. I was pretty much assured that once Adams had secured his future, that Devontae would be like, uh, not, not Adams, once Rogers had secured his future, sorry, Adams would sh- uh, follow shortly. But for mm-hmm. me, I think it was it was the holdup. And I, I think what's been the problem is Devontae Adams has seen how it's panned out for, for the whole Rogers thing. And yeah. he's like, 
this guy can just decide all of a sudden he that ain't going. He you know he's done. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to be like here for a rebuild at the QB position, having love throw me the book. Nah, nah, nah. Why not go and play with a friend, someone who makes it who makes it fun. Not saying it wasn't fun with Rogers, but they went to college together. He's he's a Raiders fan. So that's yeah. what that's what it started getting for me because what I, what the noise was coming out of um, Green Bay was, was that Green Bay was going to match or even pay more, but it wasn't about that. But I think the damage had been done from last season. I think the Packers should have tried to extend back then. They didn't mm. get it done, and Devonte had already said he wasn't going to play on the tag. So yeah, and they tried to friend the friend jazz tag. We knew. It was yeah, so for me. I feel like we did well in trading him. And this is what the franchise tag does. It kind of protects you. For sure, mm. we lost one of the best wide receivers and it hurt me so bad. However, for me, the likelihood of getting a wide receiver is massive. There's a lot of good, like, there's a lot of, I would say probably three or four top-notch wide receivers in this draft. And the position that the um, Green Bay is going to go at number 23 it's fantastic. Obviously, you guys give us a first rounder. Devante, I'd probably say he's even worth two first rounders. You did, you, you Honestly, kind of I like shortchanged us a bit. I can't even like, I, I feel like, because I was like, look, maybe like if you were to give us one first round and two se- two second rounds, I would have been like, all right, calm. That's a lot, that's a lot of pieces. Mm. First round and second round, mm, I get, but he wouldn't to get paid and rightly so he should have done at Green Bay. But I get sometimes you want to change it around. You ain't waiting for Rogers to now finesse you and say something else. I feel like Rogers, this whole thing of that's what's got me a little bit annoyed. This whole thing of back and forth of, oh, I need to think about my options. Oh, nah, 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 nah. And it, but this is all shown by the Green Bay front office. If we weren't doing all this stuff, you concentrate on who you need to extend, you don't let them walk out or trade them, then this wouldn't happen. Um, yeah. I think even in the situation of Tyreek Hill, it's crazy to think the Chiefs, the Chiefs, this is a top like franchise to let him go and him to get paid at the Dolphins, fair enough. But at the same time, it opened because I think uh, Scantlin from um, the Packers went over there. Yeah, so you've lost two of your top receivers now, man. Marcus Valdez, with, with Marcus Scantlin, with him though, it's a bit up and down. So I'm not really bothered. For me personally, I can't lie to you. First and second picks of this draft have to be on wide receivers. They yeah, have to be have on to, wide receivers. Have to give weapons, yeah, 100%. Like, because at the moment, the, the core is uh, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Robert Tunyon, who's coming off an ACL. Like, it's not looking, it's looking a bit shifty. However, yeah. the Packers that, are smart. you got smart that bad man, though. <laughs> yeah, but they're smart because they're thinking, do you know what? If we draft like one, like, one or two, and like, not like one star, one top player, like it could be different because obviously you can have them on rookie deals now. Mm-hmm. So, for me personally, I think you guys got the better deal. It pains me to say that, but I mean, um, even just going on, going on on other deals because I wanted to talk. There's, there's a lot of quarterbacks moving around, um, as well as wide receivers. Obviously, um, another surprising one was Amari Cooper getting traded to the Browns. Big time, I can't yeah. Like the the Cowboys. I mean, for the Cowboys to get just a fifth rounder and a sixth rounder pick is is, is a bit it's a bit disappointing for someone who was dubbed as one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a bit of a shock, I think. I think because um, 
he didn't have obviously his best season statistically last year, but he's a player that's quite well regarded in the league. I think people see him as like one of the a really good route runner. Um, and he's being paid a fair amount of money as well. So you kind of figured yeah. that they would build around him and and um and CD Lamb. But I think they kind of realized that obviously with the money that they're paying him, the production they were getting from him, then they I think they want to move forward with CD as the guy and their main, their main sort of like one wide receiver. And they they can always like pick another one in free agency or or trade for another guy. Yeah. Uh, I think they just realized that they were the, for the amount, of, the amount that they were paying him, maybe Amari wasn't giving him the production they wanted. So they moved on and gave him to the Browns, yeah. who at the time it looked like a stupid deal for me. I was thinking to myself, Amari's going to be playing with Baker Mayfield. Like that's that's going to be a bit of a crappy situation because obviously people aren't really looking at Baker as one of the top um, quarterbacks. Little but did then, I know. <laughs> little geez. did I know. <laughs> Oi, oi, oi. Okay, let's let's go into that because I feel like we'll, we'll stop talking about like other players. Let's go into the quarterbacks. Like, like fill me in. What was on your mind when you heard that Deshaun Watson was going to where he was so, going to be so going to? As soon as he had got his um through the whole criminal like situation, it was it was realized he would get no criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, cool. So the way the NFL works is as long as it's not criminal. Like teams are now interested again. Everyone was really keeping their distance last year because they, were, they weren't sure what the, what the outcome would be. But the fact of the mm-hmm. matter is, regardless of how the court public opinion feels, um, the NFL will always do what's, what's, the, what's best for the NFL in it. And one exactly. of the best for the NFL <laughs> is for this man to be playing football because he's one of the best football players alive right now. That's so, right. So they knew that and they were, every team started looking straight away from then. Obviously, we knew he wasn't going to be on the Texans anymore. So just a matter of where he would go. And I think for a long time, everyone kind of figured it would either be Atlanta because he's from the Georgia area or it would be the Saints mm-hmm. because obviously they, they are looking for a quarterback to replace ever since Drew Brees left. Um, yeah. And I think the Browns were in it for a second, but no one really counted the Browns as like a team that really had an option. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that's, that speaks more than anything is this money. It's that green. Hey, and bro. The, the money the Browns are giving this man, fully guaranteed contract. Hey, um, fully. It's, yeah, it's fully guaranteed, which is insane in, in its own. But I think it's—I forgot the exact amount. Let me find that one. I think it's so. Think. What I'm seeing is that it's two hundred and thirty million dollars. Two hundred thirty million dollars over five fully years. guaranteed over five that's, years. Yeah, that's fully. That's fully guaranteed. And next year, his his contract hit is only one million, just in case he gets suspended or like fined. And anyway. uh, so that means next year smart. he's really not costing them a thing. And then ne- then the year after that, they're paying him loads, but. For a guy that's one of the top five white quarterbacks in this league, you've now given him an option to throw to an Amari Cooper. Um, they've got a solid, solid running game with Kareem Hunt yeah. and um, Nick Chubb. Yeah, um, and, yeah. A, and a really good Ooh. offensive line. Like I think that's one of the reasons why he chose to go to, to Cleveland in the end. He realised the offensive good. line was good. He's got some options, some pieces to throw to. Um, and they're giving him fully guaranteed money. So why not go to Cleveland and see what happens? Yeah, definitely. Because this, this is what the Browns needed. Absolutely. But I mean... Did they give an arm and a leg? They, they, oh, they sure well did. I mean, I'm looking 100%. at it now. They've given, um, you've got a 2022 first round pick, 2023 first round pick, 2024 first round pick, 2023, uh, what, 2023 third round pick, 2022 this year fourth round, and 2024 fourth. That's a lot of picks. It's a lot, a lot of picks. picks. But when you think However, that the guy you've picked the, up, is potentially your franchise superstar for the next five, ten years. It then it's calm. <laughs> it's calm. Because this league, what we've learned about and and through this offseason as well is that the people are looking for they're looking for quarterbacks. They're looking for people who are gonna get it done 
and bouncing off this to Sean thing, like, let me even break down the Broncos one. Because when I heard that, I heard a little bit of rumours that Russell Wilson wasn't happy, looked like they were patching it up. And then the news just came out that he's yeah. getting traded to, the, traded to the Broncos. I said, hold up, wait a minute. I said, yeah. yo, this Denver team that looked like it was actively pursuing um, Aaron Rodgers at, at all costs yeah. had a backup plan. They were like, all right, we ain't going to get Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get another high-quality player. I think this still, personally for me, I think it puts the Broncos in a fantastic position. Um, it helps them out a lot. I mean, obviously, people are giving a lot of, they're giving a lot of, like, not just money around, but, I mean, giving a lot of picks around. However, yeah, I still feel Russell, Russell Wilson is, I wouldn't even say, like, a top 10 um, quarterback, but on his day is magnificent. And as you were saying before, you can win because of him. When he's playing yeah, at such a high he's, level. He's one of those guys, 100%. I think people have, obviously, the NFL is a copycat league. Uh, we saw last year that the, the um, not the Lakers, sorry, that the Rams were capable of winning, you know, Super Bowl and traded all their picks away. They don't have first-round picks for the next, like, five, ten years, whatever it is, something stupid like that. Um, so they've, I think people realise that, obviously, you don't need picks to win now. Um, you need players. And yeah. that's what they went and got. They went and got a guy that they believe they can build around a quarterback. Um, it makes our division the hard. I think our, we have by far the hardest division in football right now. Um, the AFC West, we've got obviously the Broncos now with, you know, Russell Wilson. Um, he's got some good options to throw to the likes of uh, Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, all those guys. Um, then you add us in the yeah. mix. We've now got Devontae Adams with, you know, Derek Carr and Darren Waller. Then you've got the uh-huh. Kansas City Chiefs with, you know, Patrick Mahomes, um, Ty- you know, not Tyreek Hill anymore, unfortunately, but they still got Travis Kelsey. Um, and they still got a fantastic, you know, like defense, well, not defense, but they still got good players on that team. And then you add into that mix yeah. as well the LA Chargers. Now the Chargers still have, you know, a guy that people believe is is the next great quarterback in Justin Herbert. Um, and they went and they went and retooled their defense like something crazy. Like their defense now is it was already scary before with Nick Bosa. With Joey Bosa, sorry. Yeah. Um, but they went and it's added Khalil Mack. <laughs> yes. On top of Khalil Mack, they went and got JC. Jackson in in the in free agency as well, so now their secondary and their defensive line is both scary. So that 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 um, that Chargers team is built on that defense, and they've already got a great you know potential offense with with Justin Herbert. So all four teams in our division could potentially go the whole way. I think we are a scary division in football right now. Yeah, no, your division definitely got a, a hop. It's the, it's the group uh, of death. See, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they got a hop grade. They, you guys hop graded. It was it was fantastic. I mean. Other deals I'll mention in terms of quarterbacks now, call these safety ones. Um, yeah. The Falcons signing Marcus Mariota, then the Dolphins signing Teddy Bridgewater. These are all kind of for like backup deals. Um, the Steelers, though, signing um, Trubisky is, is an intriguing one. But the one that kind of stuck out the most after the two big ones for, for me was actually the Colts trading for, um, for Matt Ryan. And I That's thought with one. that, I, I mean, think it's, I think it's a sneaky big contract. It is as well. I mean, he's not. Don't get me wrong; it's no spring chicken. But we've learned in this league that you can still you can still have long longevity past an age. He's approaching yeah. thirty-seven. Um, with the Falcons, it's been very up or down. I felt last year. However, this is a good move for the Colts. Big time. Good, good, good move for them. Last year, he had moments um, where he, 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 I struggled to watch him play because I looked like he looked like he was losing it. Like he couldn't throw as far as he used to before back in the day. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. behind that offensive line, and he doesn't have to do as much with a great running game in, in Indiana, Indiana, they've, uh, Indianapolis, sorry, 
They've yes. got um, yeah. what's his um face? Taylor. Taylor, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, yeah. MVP. Well, should have been MVP last year. So like, yeah, yeah. he's a guy. So um, they've got they've got people that a Colts team that can potentially help Matty not do too much. And I think mm-hmm. if you think of the way that Philip Rivers was in his last season, Philip Rivers was kind of like falling like falling off a little bit health wise because he was you know old, but. Matt Ryan right now is, is in, a, in a decent position, I think, to come in and make a difference uh, at a really good team. So it's a sneaky deal. Obviously, they wanted Russell Wilson at first, but that was never going to happen, unfortunately. Um, then they obviously wanted like other guys as well. Uh, we mentioned the Mitch, Mitch Trubisky deal. I, I don't. For me, it made no sense. Because <laughs> here's a guy who last year was a backup for Josh Allen, um, had yeah. some decent moments um, as a backup, but somehow gets a two-year deal. And I'm looking like, wow, look at white privilege. Like <laughs> Mitch it's Trubisky, crazy that it's proper crazy. Mitch Trubisky was a, was a dunce on that on that that Chicago Bears team. People were, were destroying him, um, and that Chicago Bears team. Then he gets a, a decent little backup job, plays plays quite well, um, and mm. gets his chances now. Potentially, he's going to be a starting quarterback in the league again, which makes no sense to me. Um, but as you mentioned, like the Marcus Mariota deal, Marcus Mariota had to suffer as as a backup for time with us at the Raiders. Um, and now he's just worked his way back into being potential starter now with Atlanta. But people are talking about that. Atlanta trading or picking up a quarterback in this draft now. And now he has to fight for position again. I'm like, wow, people, you can't catch a break in this league. Like, some people just get it really easy. <laughs> they, honestly, they, they do. They do. It's, it's surprising. That's the problem that I feel sometimes with free agency. You know that some people are going to pick up some steals. Like, um, I was even going to say the deal that saw... Which still really stuck out for me, which was, I thought money wise was quite decent. I think there's some things that I saw that was actually quite horrible still. But I liked um, there's one particular player that, that stuck out for me. But it was I, it was the Allen Robinson deal. I thought mm-hmm. that deal to the Rams another was quite nice as well. Yeah, because they're not, not loads. Yeah, exactly. And you looking at it like you're receiving um like that group of players, obviously. Odell Robinson, Odell Beckham, you're not sure if he's coming back or not. Yeah, we'll but, um, Odell will do. Alan Robinson, I thought that was nice. Sad in a three year deal, 46.5 billion. Decent money. It's tiny you know, money, I'm, in it? Yeah, because he's a guy yeah, that could, like, obviously, he had a really bad season last year. So it makes sense that he didn't sign a huge contract. But for three years, yeah. Alan Robinson is a guy that used to be really solid on that Chicago team. And now he's got a quarterback that he can at least trust. He could, he, Kind of, yeah, definitely. kind of throw it a little bit. So, and he doesn't have to be the yeah. guy, he just has to be a second guy now to Cooper Cup. So, I think he'll get options next year, he'll get a lot of uh, a lot of throws his way. So, we're gonna see yeah, what happens. Alan Robinson, do you know what I'm saying? It's that, and then you just see other crazy. This is what happens at free agency, you just see some crazy, nasty deals. Like, for me, the one that just stuck out was the one I told you about wide receiving, and that's what I feel like changed the game this season. If a guy like Christian Kirk is picking up. 84 mil, like it's like it's the deal's worth. Apparently, they're saying 72, but 80 mil annually with a max of 84 million. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I mean, they could have they could have done it for let me. That's an overspend. Of that uh, it does feel like, like in it, like he's a guy that he's a guy that doesn't like, obviously like he was on the Arizona team that was it was good, but he wasn't really the main guy on that team. Obviously, it was um DeAndre Hopkins. So we're looking at yeah. like why why is he getting this much money? But then you look at the team that did it, it's Jacksonville, isn't it? And they're just a bit of a clown yeah. show right now. Like they're still trying to figure out what they are in terms of a team. They had Urban Meyer last year as their coach, who was just a joke team. Like there's so many like apparently instances where he was apparently supposedly a time when he went into the 
the pregame prep for the game, their game against the Rams. And he was like, oh yeah, number 99 is really good in it. What's his name again? I'm like, you don't know Aaron Donald, bro, the best defensive player in football. And you're the head coach of this team. That's a joke. <laughs> so no wonder, <laughs> no wonder he did last the whole season. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they're, they're a bit of a clown town right now, but they're hoping that, you know, um, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence becomes the superstar they hope he is. Um, and now they've yeah, added like a, yeah, a decent a wide receiver to that, but they still need to get so many more pieces. That team has so oh, many yeah. holes, it's, it's ridiculous. They've got so many things they need to draft for um, and free agency for, but it's a lot of money to give to a guy who's just a guy. Maybe they see something that I don't. Maybe maybe Christian Kirk will surprise us and be a, a top top wide receiver. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. I, I don't think I see it, but yeah, maybe... I don't see it, but that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy, but it's still that's how I love that, man. I need to. I feel like just at the moment, like Green Bay is looking for receivers. If I can at least catch something, I might yeah. get a job over there as well. Don't know yeah, if they'll guarantee at this the money. Point, they need, they need but, um, receivers. <laughs> yes, they might get a little guarantee there. Anyway, all yeah, the uh, chat we've been talking about free agency. Uh, oh, you gonna? We've got one more. One more. We've got one more free agency deal. Von Miller going to the Bills was a big one as well. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh man, this, I think that's a that's this, a sneaky big this, one as well. That is a very sneaky one. Now, now talk us through that deal because I forgot some of the specifics to you. So um, he, signed, he signed as a free agent. Um, so he's, he's gone to the Bills. But I think, obviously, if you think about their offense, is already quite clicking yeah. under, under Josh Allen. Now their yeah. defense is getting like a big, big, big boost with Von Miller, um, who proved last year, obviously, like coming off a bit of an injury, but proved that he can still, he can be still a, do a, really a job. Bad man. Yeah, man, he won, a, won another... Um, Another um, what's it called? Another Super, another Super Bowl, exactly. So um, yeah, this big is... time, big time deal for Von Miller. And I think obviously this is probably like his last for a big contract. So this is him sort of like showing up his future a little bit. But he's he's a future Hall of Famer for sure. And I think that now that you add him to that team, that defense can be more a bit more scarier. As obviously they had a good secondary before, but now their D yeah. line is quite it's quite it's quite solid as well. So I think look to, look for the Buffalo Bills to make splashes next season and potentially go all the way to the play uh, to the uh, Super Bowl. Hundred percent. I mean. I will go in always talking about stats and stuff. He's signed a six-year deal for 120 mil. That's yeah. 20 mil average annually. Now that deal is 10, is ranked 10th among um, players in this position. Mm. Obviously, TJ Watt, crazy, crazy defender. Yeah. He's getting 28 mil average on average per year, I think. Then you've got Joey Bosa. Look at these players though. TJ Watt, Joey Bosa, Mars Garrett, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, like DeForest Buckner. Mm. Like these are these are top, top players, top exactly. defenders. And to be fair, Von, Von Miller's he, he des, he's deserved to be paid like this for his performances last year. I think the Bills are obviously trying to get in like characters that they know that can propel them over and put them over the edge. Exactly. I don't know. I yeah. still feel it might be a slight overspend, slightly. Just because of age, I think I agree with you. Just a little bit. Yeah, and also who's who's to say like he's thirty three now. I'm not saying it's bad, but he could have one injury. You still got to pay the guy. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, but still, that was a big splash as well from the Bills, um, a team who looked destined to do some big things next season. Um, as I was going to say, my last question for us both really is, you know, Tom Brady made things crazier this off season as well. Yeah. Um, firstly retiring and then saying he's coming back my question to you bro is was it always on the cards that he was always going to come back yes I oh, okay. actually in hindsight I should have seen it coming because when you think about it all the greats do this how many times did Michael Jordan retire fam <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> 
<laughs> I hate that Stu Arbery. retired like twice. Wayne Gretzky in, in ice hockey retired like twice, whatever it is. I don't know how many times he retired. So, of course, Brady was always going to be like, I'm back. He was always going to come back. back and make a return. But, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't see it coming this soon, though. I thought he might give it to, like, maybe um, training camp. He'll get a bit bored I with the kids t- and Giselle and that. I think. Yeah, I thought that, too. Yeah, 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 I thought that, too, too. But it, it took him, like, 40 days. He was like, nah, Bunny's kids, I need to play football a bit more. So, <laughs> so, so he's gone back. And I think I think you were back at the right time as well, fortunately for the for the Bucks. Obviously, like they were still, you know, trying to make trades and stuff for a new quarterback. Um, yeah, I heard that. And now they're able to sort of like lure in some more free agents. They got Russell Gage to sign there as a wide receiver. So they yeah. add him to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Now you got Russell Gage as well. That's a solid, yeah. you know, wide receiver trio there. They've got there obviously because they don't have Antonio Brown anymore. So um, yeah, the, the Bucks are really happy, I'm sure, because they they were looking very sketchy, thinking who are we gonna get to play quarterback next year because we don't have anybody. Um, but yeah, the, the GOAT is back. Um, it's expected. I should have seen it coming, to be honest with you, because all the greats do this. But it was it was a nice little touch that he said, I'm back. Um, and now we'll get to see him play in, in this this season. He always, this was always the plan for him anyway. I think he always said he was going to play to, to, uh, to 45 or whatever. 45. Yeah, I, I think personally, like, Tom Brady. I think personally, no one, you're right. We probably should have all predicted that this was going to happen. Uh, for me personally, it helps the Bucks massively um, in terms of did they win? Oh, yeah, they won 100%. This, this guy's always, um, no, I wouldn't even just say playing to win, but just has that win, winning mentality, which can take teams over the edge, which he showed when he, he first joined the Bucks. Um, it helps the Bucks because they they are not rushing around like headless chickens looking for who's going to help them out. The only thing is, I think it, it could be interesting to see whether they if they look in the draft for someone that they can that can be their project to learn behind Tom Brady. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, this draft class is not exceptionally QB heavy with top it's talent. It's not the strongest. Got... Yeah, I heard a, so a funny got... rumour though. Someone was saying that what if like, what if Baker Mayfield got traded to the Bucks and sat behind Tom Brady for a season? Because obviously he's not, know. he's not a superstar, but he's a decent little game manager. And if he sits well, behind Tom Brady, but... I don't think he want to sit as a think. I think he think he sees himself as a starter right now. But like yeah, imagine him sitting there for a season, learning the offense, learning how Tom Brady does his thing, orchestrates himself. Maybe like Baker becomes a superstar, but I don't see it happening personally. Yeah, true say. I mean, I wish. Well, <laughs> I wish because it'd be cool for him to learn from him. But yeah, I mean, it could it could be quite slim. But hey, if it's that if it's to happen. Remember, you heard it first here on the aggregate score. I did predict that. He did indeed. <laughs> anyway, moving on to our last subject. I'm not saying by any means it is our last subject. We're moving on to the NBA. Now, um, I think this season, yeah, I always tell people, and I always say like to you as well, I love me some season game, but it really hits when we get into the playoffs. That's what I call Moneyball. That's where, yeah. in fact, let's even tag the episode. That's what it's going to be called Moneyball, man. Moneyball in the NFL, Moneyball in the Premier League, yeah. Moneyball in the NBA. Now, um, getting into it straight away, for me, I was going to start talking about, obviously, the um, the race for the East number one seed. I'm going to switch it up. I, I ain't going to go for that. I'm going to okay. talk about the MVP race. Now, um, 
it's been a very fantastic season in terms of that. I feel like some certain people have like pulled away, done their thing. Um, but with the um, MVP, it's been very, very tight. For me personally, I'm going to tell you right now, my, I, I feel like it's Joe Embiid. I yeah. feel like Joe Embiid has been fantastic. For, I'm looking at his stats. He's got 29.8 points per game, 11.3 rebounds per game, 4.3 assists and so on and so forth. However, I, uh, like, I feel like Joe Kitsch, he's not, he's not surrendering in that anytime soon. He is I definitely yeah. in it. He's definitely in it to win it. I think they're going back to back against each other. Who are you picking, man? Are you going to stay Joe Embiid as well, bro? Or do you think someone else could steal it? Maybe the Greek freak comes in there or... Mm. I think obviously we've only got like nine, eight, nine games left. So I think at this point it's kind of solidified. I've had it okay. as Jordan Embiid kind of like all season. Like I've kind of figured it's okay. going to be him all, all year. Um, and I was kind of just waiting for to see how the games fall out and see really see if he stays fit. Because that's the thing with Jolo. You know, we never really know if he's going to make it through a whole season. But he's been yeah, fit true. and he's playing. He looks fit. healthy and he's playing Oof. really well. And like you added um, obviously like James Harden to that team and they're, and they're playing well as a team. This they're playing season, very well, so. yeah. I like James. James Harden. I like uh, Joel Embiid as, as the MVP this year. I really think he'll 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 pull through and make it happen. Yeah. I think obviously we were even debating a couple of weeks ago, and maybe a few episodes ago, when it when um, the NBA's like MVP ladder had Jokic Jokic at the top, and I was like, how is that possible? And Embiid's here just like playing numbers. Yeah. But they've since corrected it. They've seen, yeah, they've seen sense, and they've uh, put my boy top. So I think it will be Embiid this season. I think he's having an MVP season. I think he will win it. Um, but there are obviously a couple of honourable mentions up there, as you, as you mentioned, Jokic and added the compo. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really, really love him what Jason Tatum's doing. Yeah, yeah this, this Celtics team is just about like, to we, go him as well, man. Yeah, I know we're going to mention it, so that's that's something. But this Celtic team has been playing really well recently under like his leadership. So um, he's been playing really well. Um, a couple of players have just been really performing like most recently. I'm really impressed by like Carlo Anthony Towns quite recently. I think he's balling out of control. Yeah. Luca's obviously doing Luca things. Luke has um, been, yeah, Luke has been real. Exactly. If Jar hadn't been injured, man, I think Jar Morant would be up in the conversation as well, for sure. So, mm, um, mm. yeah, these are the kind of players that are, that are really like running things right now. But it, for me, it's, it's simple. It is, it's Joel Embiid. And I don't think it's up for debate. I think he'll be unanimous, hopefully. In the yeah, I think that too, man. I think for me personally, when it, I, when it, what crowned it for me was maybe the turn of the new year. I think mm-hmm. was it the month either of Jan or Feb? He he had already been doing well, and you know he he started the season he wasn't shooting so good, but those months, my word, man, he was just in terms of points even scored and what he was doing, yeah. he was just he was just exploding. And then the fact that um, oh gosh, the fact that they add that added Harden in the trade, and now you have a player that can create their own shot and do things and and contribute quite yeah. heavily. I think that it, it, it tipped them over. My only hope is, as what we we said in terms of his health, is just hopefully that he will stay healthy all throughout that um that um the postseason. Yeah, it's exactly what some players do. Like LeBron will play like as many games as he can postseason. He does. We look at Kawhi over the years, but he's managed that well and doing that kind of like game management, what he's loading on stuff onto his body. I just hope that Joe Embiid will just be as dynamic as he has been during the regular season. So for me, yeah, he's been he's been totally brilliant. But do you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go into um 
to the talks and and dis- want us to discuss about the playoff picture because it's quite interesting if I if I look at the um, the conferences obviously now in the east oh in the east yeah actually the the Phoenix Suns and now the Memphis Grizzlies have both secured you know playoff places with I think actually uh, wait let me just double check because I want to see if Phoenix have secured home advantage I, I think they've yeah they've clinched they've clinched the Western Conference actually are they, yeah? The Suns. Yeah. And to be honest, they've been fantastic this season. I they have. It's been yeah. actually, they, they've been amazing and look like they're definitely going to be a contender. Golden State were doing well, but then dropped off with quite a few losses here or there. Um, Dallas is good, but we we got to go down. And, and you got to talk about your Lakers, man. Because it's looking like the way they do it, it's, it's a bit higgy-haggy. I mean, I yeah. feel like we've kind of become the pod where complain about LA like every every two two minutes but 100 how, how are you feeling man about the um the Lakers because man there's even fear of you guys even dropping out of the playing I'm gonna be honest with you I actually really hope we don't make it like oh. I want yeah I hope we don't make it I want I wanted to, to feel pain the way I'm feeling pain because it just doesn't make any sense like we have to, we have players we should be playing well but yeah we're just we're just not clicking as a team right now we haven't clicked all season so it's expected mm-hmm. that we are where we are. Um, we're currently at 10th, so we're like at the, the bottom end of this, this playing competition. But I don't want to, even, I don't even want the playing competition because we'll get through and then we're going to go and play the Suns and lose in the first round like we did last year. So mm-hmm. I still want to do that again. But um, no, I think it's just time to, to blow this thing up, man. We, we know it's not going to work. Um, Westbrook is, is by far a Hall of Famer. He's a superstar. He's just not working on this team. So let's trade him to get some pieces later, something back. Um, and rebuild this team around LeBron and AD. Even AD might have to go as well because he can't stay fit. But um, yeah, it's just not a good look for the Lakers. I think that unfortunately for me as a Lakers fan, we probably are going to make the play-in tournament because we we just have LeBron. LeBron will will us into the play-ins. But I could just see mm-hmm. us losing in the first round, unfortunately. But I kind of hope we don't make it so we at least get a decent draft pick. Um, and then like at least it's a bit of a kick at the bum for the off front office to be like, hey, we need to make some changes here. Either we fire our head coach because unfortunately he's going to be a casualty of the of the whole situation. Yeah, I um, think so. Actually, and we have to like we have to trade some players this offseason, make some moves because we're you know with the LA Lakers, we should be performing. It should be on top of the well, not topping, but at least like performing well in the West. But we've let uh, people come ahead of us, especially you guys, our noisy neighbors. Currently at eighth position, you know you, you're well in position to like yeah, make, but... make the playoffs this year. So um, it's going to be tough, but I think I think the Lakers will make it. But it I hope is, we yeah. don't. Honestly, I really hope we don't make it so we can suffer a little bit. Oh, bro, 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 <laughs> you're sounding like one of these, like, these, like low-key supporters, you know, the ones in football, like, nah, nah, man, I prefer we lose. Yeah, yeah do you know ones, but, yeah. Um, I hope we don't get top four so we can... Uh, yeah, like, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't care about, still. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> when you're, like, one of those standing NFL teams where you're just losing every game still. Just yeah, losing exactly. every game. You're just trying to get high picks and that. You're doing it. You're doing it in the yeah, NBA just I'm to get tanking, that lottery bro. pick. If it's me, I'm like, tanking right ta- now. Yeah, we tank to the end. <laughs> we tanking together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, bro, I fool you. It, it's, again, like, I, I watch and look at scores all the time. I watch bits, a lot of, like, highlights. As I told you, man, it only gets serious for me. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. But you will hear a lot of me once the playoff kicks off. I promise you that. No, that's, um, that's, when, that's, it, that's the business end, man. That's when it gets serious. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's when things get done. It, do you know what it is? It's the fact that that... For me, 
uh, which team is so close behind you. It's the fact that the Spurs are very close behind you. Yeah. And this is where it gets, yeah, that, the fact that they're only, I think it's a game behind or like, it's it's tight, man. Yeah. It's, it's tight. That, you don't the want to be having... They're on like a three-game winning streak. We're on a two-game losing streak. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you're right with the AD thing. It might be time. And Westbrook thing hasn't gone well at all, at all, at all. His confidence is shot. I think we talked about it last time as well. It hasn't improved at all for me. Personally, I think it's just just play it in, man. You never know what can kind of happen. Um, it's true. Yeah, especially with LeBron on the team. Like LeBron is low-key. Like If he keeps on going the way he's going, he'll end up being a scoring title champion this year. Like He's on 30.13 or 30.13 points this year. Again, which is the most like he's currently topping the the uh, points like scoring title. So maybe he wins that, and then that's a bit of a bright spot for our season. But either way, he's doing on a team that's doing absolute doo doo. So we'll see what happens. I hear that still. I hear that it's. Do do you know what's so crazy? I mean, from from I was going to say from one doo doo to the next, but um, (laughs) from one stinker to the next. Obviously, Kyrie um, came back recently. There was an amendment in, I think. The New York, in New York, um, yeah, that's players, yeah. So he actually got to play. Um, coming back, shooting six or twenty-two from the field. I mean, saying that his he was rusty would be an understatement. It, do you know what? It's a tricky one because again, I feel like they've needed him for so long. The fact that now he's coming back and we're in the last stretch, I feel like Brick, the Nets will be in the playing. But again, mm. that's the thing. It's dangerous. I, I, I feel like players will, will step up, um, and they've like let's 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 not get it twisted. Like even though in that trade deal, um, they got um, oh, Jesus. yeah, Ben Simmons. They also got um, Curry. They got Curry and Drum and Dream, uh, Drummond, who's uh, performing as well. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like in that the sneakiest. I think I even said last time on the pod the sneakiest one was was giving up Curry, man. I mean, yeah. when he's shooting, he's doing well. Like. It's just special, and I, even though they're at that position, I still feel that they can, they'll do some movements in the in the, in the playoff. But going yeah. into just discussing really more about Kyrie, it's, it's a shame that definitely he's rusty. Obviously, he was probably practicing, but it doesn't yeah. mimic where it is like being out on on the full court. Um, no, I mean. Course. This was he his first game points. back, I think, after... he well, was his first game doing a double, a double like, back-to-back, like, double yeah, fixture, but... basically. So, obviously, he had those games where he was playing the the away games, and he would come yeah. in and score, like, 40 points. It would be like, wow, once Curry comes back, this team is finished. But, um, yeah, he had to play, obviously, the back-to-back for the first time. And he struggled shooting, mm-hmm. man, at home for the first time, which he was like, I think he was like, something stupid, like, six for 22 in the end of the game. Yeah, six for um, 22, yeah. Yeah. Which is insane yeah. for Kyrie. He doesn't. He's normally more efficient. That's crazy. That, so. usually, yeah, yeah, he's much better. Really unfortunate. But I think I think this Brooklyn Nets team will sort, will sort it out, man. They still haven't got Ben Simmons back. They might get him back before the end of the season. Who knows? Um, but they got KD, man. Yeah. KD is still a superstar. Um, I think whether whether it's playing or playoff, whatever it is, this Nets team will will be. You'll see them in the conference finals. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think now. <laughs> Now it will help. I mean, in terms of the talking points of him missing the games, COVID yeah. vaccines and all this other stuff, it's better now for him just to do all the talking on the court. I think that was always the problem in the first place sort of thing. I think there was too much focus on that. Uh, like, definitely everyone is entitled to have their opinion on what they should do. 
mm. the body and everything like that. But I felt like sometimes that always become the talk more than actually him even playing. So it's exactly. nice to see him yeah. back in the fields. Let's let's not get twisted. I mean, a lot of like pundits have said it. Pundits, no, <laughs> a lot of like commentators have said it. Like when Kyrie's in full flow, it is scary. It's a joy to watch. It's it's, it's so crazy because yeah. He's dazzling with the ball at hand, but in terms of just being a pure shooter, scorer, he's phenomenal. Agreed, Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And I think it's going to be fantastic to see him do his thing, um, hopefully in the postseason. So I'm 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 excited about that. I mean, um, as I said, we've got we've got a couple of games left, but it's, it's interesting enough. I kind of wanted to I, I, I kind of wanted to discuss lastly, um, to show what potentially the playoff was to look like if if it ended today and who would be playing who. So mm-hmm. um, Boston Celtics would be playing the number eight seed, but that would be decided by the play-in. Then yeah. you would have the Philadelphia 76ers against the Chicago Bulls, Milwaukee Bucks against the Toronto Ra- Yeah, I know, right? You, you got the Bucks against the Raptors. That would be quite interesting. The Miami Heat, it says, versus number seven seed. Because they'd have to be the play-in, but it could oh, potentially okay, be well. the Cavs at this yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. So wow. then if you look at the West, this is where it gets very, very spicy indeed. So you would have Phoenix Suns against the number eight seed, which would be either out of the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Right. I don't know how that could kind of go, because I think, you know, the rumor was that kind of came up on my on my feed, I think, while we were while we were um discussing was that you, you know. PG is back and practiced yesterday, but the team Ooh, okay. was waiting to see how he feels before clearing him. That that could be that could be huge. Yeah. Because I think what my team have been lacking is an, an all right start to help them on this end. But I mean, just coming back from injury is gonna be a big thing. But yeah, definitely I'd say it would tip it more in the in um in the Clippers' favor. But for me, I think it's interesting. The one that intrigues me the most, I think, which I like the way it could end up, is Golden State Warriors at number three against the Nuggets at number six. Yeah. Which could be very, very tantalizing indeed. Then you've got Mavericks at number four. I always feel like the Mavericks always end number four or five in the seasons. They always get a four or five. They're, you know. Yeah, they made a late, a late, a late I, run and, and end up in that four, fifth spot. So they did really well. Yeah. Then you've got. Um, the Pelicans, like it would be the number two against the number seven seed, which would be either between who would be in against the Pelicans and the Lakers, and then whoever wins that playing, obviously the winner of the Timberwolves. And the, wait, yeah, it'll be the loser yeah. of the, the Timberwolves versus the Lakers. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. But you know what? I reckon you guys, word, sorry, you, right, yeah. <laughs> you, you will do. Yeah, I, I'll see you guys doing doing the thing. To be fair. I know you bro, I know you said it still. I, I hear that. I hear that. But I think do you know what I feel like this um this um off not off season, this postseason is gonna be dope. So my last question for today is still right here, right now. Who we saying is winning the championship? Damn. I think it's very wide open still. Like, um, like mm. honorable mention in the East, the Celtics, like they're currently top of the East. Like literally back in January, these guys were in 11th place in the East. Yeah, the yeah. Time. The way they've moved. Stealthy. the way up to first. Yeah, real stealthy. stealthy. Like Jason Tatum's balling out of control. Um, but I don't think obviously they'll win the whole thing, but I think it's, it deserves much credit what they've done. 
I honestly have no idea. Like, I think it'll be so, it's so wide open. Like, I don't, I know the mm. Suns are a really good team and they technically have the best record in the league, but I'm looking at the Suns and I'm just like, I don't know if I see enough here to take it the whole way. Obviously, they were in the finals last year. Yes. And yeah. at times, like, Giannis was just a unplayable for them. Like, they couldn't defend him. Yeah, he was, yeah. And, and when they came up against a really good team, they were a bit, they, fit, they got found a bit wanting. So we'll see. My, like, my heart really wants the Grizzlies to go the whole way, but. Like, I know that's just me being wishful thinking because I know they're still a young team. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd love for the Grizzlies mm-hmm. to go the whole way. Um, and on the east side, I think, obviously, you, have to, you can't count out the Heat. I think the Heat under you know, Pat Riley as the coach and with Jimmy Butler there and all those guys they've got are still mm-hmm. a really good team. The Bucks are still a really good team. The Semi Six is a great team. Bulls are still a really good team. And then you got like the Nets at the nine who could still make their way into the play in. Um, I think it could, I think it might be an east team again. I think we're going to have an east team potentially mm. win the whole thing. But it's going to be yeah. one of, for me, it'd be one of the 76ers, the Nets, or the Heat, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think it'd be one of those three teams. I don't know if the West have enough. I just think if I look at the West, potentially, it depends if the Warriors are, are able to, like, you know, make performances and you know, Steph's able to be Steph. But yeah, um, true. I'm just struggling. Like, he's to see not really who... been Steph. Yeah. He yeah, hasn't, I hear yeah. That's gone. He hasn't yeah. for a while. And I'm struggling to see anyone who can really, like, perform against the, the East when they're on their, on their top form. So, I'm gonna to have to see. I think it's. I think it really is so wide open. I could say this week that I think it'd be one of the three East teams, but by next week it might change my mind if I've seen a couple of games. So I have no idea. But right now, my heart is saying someone in the East is going to be one of the 76ers, the Heat, or the Nets. Well, I'm gonna say the team you picked. I'm gonna say um, picked well, pick first out of the possible like selection of teams that you had. I've got the 76ers, man. I feel like mm. they look good, man. They look good. I. I, I mean. You've got an MVP of before and James Harden, and then you've got the MVP, MVP who I feel it will be this season, and Joel Embiid. Both, as long as they both stay healthy, I think like you know the sky's the limit, and I would have it like that. However, again, not trying to sit on the fence, I just think it depends on momentum a little bit. These last couple of games are very, very crucial um, in how players are gonna kind of carry themselves in to the playoffs. So, um, but again, man, you never know. I don't, I think there'll be surprises, but not massive surprises. Like I don't necessarily see like a seventh or eighth seed winning it all. Yeah. However, it depends though, which teams come out of the playing. So for example, if like the Lakers and the Nets were to come out of the playing, then I'd be like, mm, okay, cool. There's maybe there's a chance still, but again, with the Lakers, I'll probably say less of a chance because I feel like a lot would have to fall on LeBron. It would be and I'm LeBron, not saying yeah. that he's not able to do it yet, but he's going to need help. And just AD, he just doesn't seem to be, I don't know, it's, it's, he doesn't need, seem to be hanging around a lot. Not for his fault, but just about staying healthy. So, yeah, yeah for me, 76ers, I think him will, will do the thing. And yeah, man, as, as we always say on this pod, we're, we're excited. It's fantastic to see um, the NBA season panning out the way it is. And, and we look forward to the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? 100%, 100%. I think, yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. We'll see how, obviously, this is now the real business end of the season. Things are ending um, and, like, things are starting. So the playoffs are starting soon. It's going to be really exciting to see which teams come out. But I think it's really one of the most open, even since last year was really open, it felt quite open. I think this year is even yeah. the, mo- the most open, like, playoff period that we've ever had normally we go in with like a like a clear favorite 
But this year's everyone everyone's clear favourites are like struggling to play in right now, the Nets and the Lakers. So it's gonna mm. be so so interesting to see how things end up at the end of the season, man. We're looking forward to it. I'm excited. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, guys, girls, ladies, and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It has been fantastic as always. Just gonna again plug us again, you know. It is I always keep getting it correct. Is it is it just aggregate score now or actually aggregate it's underscore aggregate score? underscore score on aggregate. everything? Perfect, perfect, perfect. So um do tune in to our social media. We shall have the pod up very soon. And yeah, man, just just excited for the season, really, and what's next to come. So um sadly we couldn't get the people I wanted to get onto the show. Um, but hopefully we will have a few collaboration soon so for oh, myself yes, yeah. and I um yeah you know what I'm saying like stay tuned get in touch and also let us know like if you think there's a particular topic or something we should discuss on the pod hit us up hit us up hit us up in the DMs and we'll we'll definitely like to discuss about that but from 100%. both of us um take care and yeah keep it real yeah man. thank you peace <laughs>